make sure your sitting posture is uh, good enough to enable you to sit quietly for the time that we have allocated for meditation, formal meditation in a sitting posture. Remember what we did this morning in terms of lifting the spine, lifting the spine up towards the ceiling, and uh, the um, sweeping the body, remember that? So now you can do it on your on your own if you choose to do that, or you can just use your primary meditation object, which can be listening to the natural breath in the body. For those who are used to listening to the sound of silence taught by Achan Sumedho, you can also use listening to the sound of silence as a primary object, or you can simply, like in the Zen tradition, you can talk about just sitting, so the awareness of the body sitting, being present with that posture, the contact of the body sitting with the floor. And it's always good to intend to begin again. Beginning again, because the mind can easily let things just deteriorate without this intention to begin again, bring new energy again now. That's what it means to begin again. You you kind of inject some energy in your sitting practice. And energy is probably one of the factors of meditation of the mind that under that support all aspects of our meditation practice and Dhamma practice in general. We need energy to be awake. We need energy to go to restrain oneself in the face of habits and skillful habits. We need energy to see when we are clinging to something or not or letting go. That takes wakefulness, and wakefulness implies energy. <coughs> it's wakefulness that leads to a wise and deep understanding of the nature of the mind. And by this I mean you have the ability to see inwardly, to hear inwardly, to feel inwardly, to know inwardly. 
And at the same time, you have the ability to pay attention when suffering is present. Sometimes suffering doesn't really display itself unless you're really attentive. Sometimes a lot of our suffering is left behind in a kind of background state, sort of unconscious, not really fully aware that suffering is kind of churning away in the background. So you need to see that uh, unsatisfactoriness rather than react to it or by wishing it to go, struggling to change it. That's why in meditation we teach a lot. We, we kind of bring in concept and ideas that helps to counteract the natural blind reactivity of the mind. So instead of having an immediate, instinctive, habitual, automatic response of not wanting suffering and unsatisfactoriness of your mind and body, we use a word to accept, to receive life as it is. This is a way of counteracting the habit of pushing things away when we don't like them, to accept things as they are, to receive them as they are, and to see clearly how they move through the mind and change and disappear, and these things come back again, change and disappear. So, little by little, you get accustomed to see things really as they are. In meditation, there's no point in bringing the voice of the critic, the judgment of the judge. There's no need for that now. We're not in a exploration of the mind accompanied by criticism and judgment. This is not what meditation is about. You just look at facts which are changing. You are aware of the fact of life in this moment of now. And they arise and they pass away. They rise again and they pass away.
just check if you're the way you pay attention to the object of the mind is relaxed, spacious, and easeful, or are you still kind of getting into the project of thinking that your meditation will have started when you start concentrating deeply. Notice the habit of thinking that what you are doing now is not meditation, is pre-meditation, is preparing for meditation. That could be easily labeled as wrong view. There is no pre-meditation. Every moment is a way, is um, what you see. That's meditation. So you continue with your <coughs> walking meditation. If you feel tired, low in energy, slightly depressed, hopeless, don't worry. <laughs> After two or three days it gets better. You cleared the clear the the path of your mind a bit, you know. And when you come to a place like this, it's a big mirror here. Yeah. You get a big mirror feeling, so you see more than you would see anywhere else without you wanting or asking for it. <laughs> so just nothing wrong with you. Just have a bit more space, just to see what is actually always happening. Impermanently, of course, <laughs> changing constantly. And, um, yeah, tiredness is part of life, you know. There's nothing wrong with feeling tired, feeling depressed, feeling hopeless. It's part of life. So, but to, to deal with tiredness, just, uh, you know, don't give up. Just keep going, <laughs> keep going, right? And when something in your vo voice, oh, walking meditation, not sure. You have to be a warrior, do you understand? To practice Dhamma, you have to be a warrior. <laughs> Rather not have a warrior, or an Amazon if you're women, but you just have to, it's like the mind say, I'll do it. You know, it's like, oh, not sure, you know, I really feel a bit cold. My stomach, I still feel my pudding in there. 
whatever it is, is lots of creativity for Mara to convince you that it will be much better to be in bed with a nice hot water bottle and cup of tea and just think about all the good things you would have after the retreat. <laughs> So just enjoy Mara. It's changing. <laughs> Don't make a big deal of it. That's what I mean. Keep it light. Keep it light. Yeah.